0: Hi, I'm Madeline. I am 37. I'm from Chicago and I am a founder and CEO.
1: Hi, I'm Alan. I'm from Tupelo, Mississippi. I am 39 years old and I am the co-founder of Fountful. Uh,
0: We've got two kids, five and two boy and girl. We've been together for 10 years.
1: And happily married for three out of our eight years. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. When we first got together, I was had been in Chicago for about one year, and was um, was basically a wild man running the streets, and not thinking at all about relationships or marriage or any of the subsequent things that happened uh, upon meeting Madeline.
0: I'd been in an uneventful four-year relationship, which caused me to come back to Chicago. It wasn't a cause, but a significant motivator, right, uh, to come back to Chicago. Yeah, so what I was looking for when I uh, found Alan or happened upon him um, was not Alan. I wasn't looking for anything. I was on a sex dating site, so that's what I was looking for.
1: Well, we met uh, originally with me emailing uh, through the dating site. And we ended up conversing online for probably about a month before we ever met, uh, just because our schedules weren't aligning at all.
0: Yeah, he he clicked on my profile. He started talking to me. He, you know, was able to speak grammatically correct, or at least you know that's what it appeared to be. I have no idea what kind of devices he was using behind the veil. But yeah, it was good. He was funny. He was cute, which is all that I cared about. So it was good.
1: Madeline's background is is as a writer, so her profile was very clever. Um, she's also—I mean—I was very attracted to her, obviously, and um, and that was the reason for me to 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 reach out.
0: Our first date was at a uh, dive bar. Alan chose it because he is obsessed with dive bars which is just something that's been consistent throughout the entirety of our relationship.
1: Yeah. So I definitely chose the bar and it was because it was one of the nicer bars that I, that I went to at the time on the West side of Chicago. So
0: that says a lot,
1: that That says a lot. It was a great night. You know, the nice thing about it was, is there was literally only like one other person in the entire bar because our date was on like a Tuesday. And so, uh, no one was there. And so we felt like we had the the run of the mill, you know, and um, just one bartender, one random Joe sitting there on a stool. And then uh, Madeline and I shoot and pull
0: for five hours. Normally, I would get a Grey Goose martini and it was like, do you want canned beer or bottled beer? <laughs> do you think there You know, it was one of those places where you're surprised that they have a liquor license. It, it it reaffirmed to me that this was just a booty call, basically. You know what I mean? I was like, I would never want to be with somebody where this would be the first date.
1: I look at things totally different. Mm. To me, a place like that is a place where two people can sit and connect with each other without distractions. You know, I, I don't like it when places are too loud. I don't want to wait for anything. Um, I'm an extremely lazy person. So this, this is an environment where I can thrive. (laughs) (laughs) So true.
0: I mean, my first impressions, I I wasn't nervous prior to the date. I wasn't really nervous prior to any of my online dates. Getting there, I was wonderfully relieved and surprised. He was hot. He had on, you know, just clean, crisp, white button down business shirt, really cute little face and a great ass. I'm a huge butt person. And his pants were like just just tailored perfectly snug where I'm like, okay, Memphis, okay, okay, Memphis.
1: I used to wear pants that were entirely too tight. Unnecessarily to to, tight. To wear. And as I've grown more mature and older, my, my pant choices have loosened mm-hmm. uh, significantly. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a five-hour date, which was, uh, that was amazing. That was a highlight. That was the most surprising thing because... I'm extremely punctual and I'm very A-type. So it's like if I put in my calendar that I am going to be doing something for two hours, uh, at an hour 45, I check the clock and I start to say my goodbyes, right? So I, I didn't look at my phone or my watch one time. We just kept talking and kept talking and kept talking and it felt so natural. And then I remember when I got up to go to the bathroom, I checked my phone and I was like, holy
1: shit. I think the highlight was just the comfort uh, you know, I don't remember what we talked about, you know, or, or anything like that. I just remember there being a tremendous amount of flirtation.
0: Okay, so how did the date end? Um We, you know, we paid like the $5 <laughs> for five hours of drinking <laughs> the west side of Chicago. Yeah, we walked outside and, you know, we were just making small talk about like, hey, you know, this was fun. Let's meet up again. Yeah, of course. Had a good night. And uh, Alan's six two, and I'm a glorious five four, and I wasn't wearing heels. So I had to give off like the body language of like, I'm gonna kiss you now." Uh, and he was receptive, and I kissed him, and it it was a good kiss. It was it was really sweet. When I pulled back, he was smiling. And uh, yeah, it was good. Our first "I love you" was in the summer in June, uh, which is Pride Month, right? And Chicago has one of the best prides in the country. I've been to a lot; it's amazing. And we were hungover, uh, and Alan was like, "I want you to watch the wire." I'm like, "What's the wire?" He's like, "What?" So he was obsessed, and he was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna watch the whole. We're gonna watch as much as we can." until we have to go out and meet our friends again. So we blew up an air mattress. We were in an air mattress in my apartment on the floor. And, you know, I don't know if it was the remnants of the night before. I don't know if it was all the love in the air. I don't know what it was, but we're watching, you know, probably a really upsetting scene (laughs) of this drama. And I just rolled over to him and looked at him and said, I love you. And he rolled over and looked at me and just stared at me. And then he smiled and then he kept watching the show. And I, there was this moment in my mind of like, did I not say it outside of my head? Like, did I, did, oh, oh no, I did. He just didn't, he just didn't say it back. Okay. Um, So yeah, so I, I went, I I went to a place where I feel like anybody would go when you love someone and you tell them that for the first time and they don't respond. Um, I immediately started planning our breakup in my mind and uh you know it's perfect that it's pride because i'll just be surrounded by slushies and hot men and not have to worry about that shit but yeah that's that that was the first i love you
1: i did tell her that i loved her later that day it i just needed you know i'm i hesitate often and uh it was a moment of hesitation i'd like to think this is me, like my own like spin on this whole day. I'd like to think that I redeem myself in some capacity later. He didn't. <laughs> 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 Listen, that's, you know, opinion. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, that, was, that was how it played out. When I proposed to Madeline, we had, we had already been in Las Vegas, maybe like a month prior, and purchased the ring together. Okay, so we knew like so there was some element of surprise that had already been eliminated. And so I am not one for large, grand gestures. And for whatever reason, and in hindsight, I understand that it was not the best choice. But for whatever reason, at the time, I was like, you know what? Today's the day. Woke up, got ready. It's like 5 a.m. I'm about to walk out the door. I grab the ring, wake her up, get on one knee, lay it all out there, slap the ring on her finger.
0: Listen to the adjectives <laughs> that he's choosing to use. Almost slap it. Up. Like, the, who talks about their engagement? It's like, Listen,
1: it was romantic. It was.
0: <laughs> my view of the proposal experience was that it was very Alan. It was very dive bar. It was very the simplest, like, What are the ingredients that I need? I'm not going to do any more. I'm not going to do any less, which is great in some arenas in life. Not so much in the proposal. Not so much when you're saying that you want to spend, you know, all of your flesh eternity with the person. That is not, it's not when you want to be a minimalist, but uh (laughs) You know, and he also leaves out that he was wearing a uniform when he because he had to wear a uniform to work. So it wasn't even like he, you know, was like clean shaven and like smelled of exotic perfume and wearing like a silk shirt and like woke me up, kissing me on the forehead. He like, hey, babe, wakes me up, is wearing a uniform shirt, says he loves me, gives me the ring and then goes to work. Like wasn't even let's have a cup of coffee now that we're going to start nothing. So, you know, I mean, it was I mean, I'm I'm over it. That was a long time ago, but you
1: sound over it. (laughs) There wasn't like negative feedback in the moment. And she was like, you know, yes, I love you. I'm excited to get married to you. However, I wish you would have, you know, I wish you would have put more thought or more, been more creative with the way that you proposed. And it's also there's I think at times there's a real frustration for Madeline that that she does love me to the degree that she does, or she's like, Why do I, like, I'm almost mad at myself for loving him so much. I don't know what that says really about me. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that I just said that out loud, but, but I, I I think that that definitely exists to some degree, like in these certain moments where, you know, that are so pivotal.
0: The wedding was a perfect, in my opinion, this is obviously biased. It's a perfect representation of 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 a union of us. It was industrial, but it was an industrial art gallery. My mom was generous enough to make an insane amount of her famous barbecue sauce that we I, you know I had a graphic artist do caricatures of Alan and I in uh french noir because i'm a total francophile uh and haitian and so like that was a huge component we put these stickers in the jars and my mom is also strangely from the same place that alan was born to below mississippi and so like having her do that and contribute that and then we asked all of our loved ones our immediate family to give us pictures of their wedding day right and my dad passed away and he was able to be there, right? Because I used their wedding photo and he was there and Alan's grandparents passed away during our relationship. And he was able to put, and we put these photos like on the table and it was, yeah, it was, it was four days as well because none of our friends or family lived in Chicago. Like my immediate family did, but you know, friends in New York, friends in California, friends in, in, uh, you know, London, friends in Florida, friends in Texas and Mississippi. Right. So, I mean, to this day, it was the only time that all of our friends and loved ones were in one place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In
0: 10 years. It wasn't a storybook in regards to happily ever after and big poofy dresses, right? But it was a storybook in regards to a clear beginning uh, to our stories together. And a
1: perfect representation of us as a couple. Every choice was made to represent the two of us. And so I think it, it just it created something that we are very proud of. As a couple to look back and, and you know, think about.
0: I mean, I think probably one of the, the best parts I remember was like I had an artist recreate Angelina Jolie's Oscar dress, the really controversial one with the leg slit. Yeah. So I had that recreated in an uh, in ivory silk and I used... 500 Swarovski crystals because I didn't have, and I don't have still to this day, Le Bouton money, right? To get the $3,000 pair of shoes that I wanted. So I hand-crystalled those shoes over three months prior to the wedding. And then I remember someone being like, we don't have any photos of the shoes. So I took my cigarette and a glass of whiskey and I went outside and I took this photo on the loading dock of where our wedding was.
1: Yeah, And
0: it's still today my favorite photo of myself
1: so what I love about Madeline the most is all right so there's a few superficial things right like sense of humor absolutely adore her sense of humor we have incredible conversations we laugh laugh a lot I think she's incredibly sexy and uh and I'm fiercely attracted to her and then I think that there's this other component of I'm always Inspired by the work that she's doing because everything she does has such an immense passion.
0: You know, the thing that I love the most about Alan um is his ability to endure. I I know and love a lot of people, and I also know and love a lot of people who are complacent to just give up. He definitely has this curiosity and this need within him to keep going.
1: We wanted to have children, but doctors told us that we would not be able to, and Madeline was able to get pregnant a couple times and then and subsequently she lost both of those pregnancies. I
0: have endometriosis and I had two precancerous surgeries. So my uterus was like a, a battleground.
1: And then all of a sudden we got pregnant and then it just one month, and then and then two months, and then three months. Like yeah. and, and then we were just like, oh shit! Like we're gonna do this now, you know. So it was, it was a weird mental. I think like a mental transition for us. We were really nervous. Yeah, but we had a perfect butterball of a baby girl. Like yeah, a little fat, uh, just brown baby. Seeing
0: her for the first time was uh it was really overwhelming. It was exciting it was obviously a huge blessing um but being a spiritual person right like when I saw her my purpose shifted in everything
1: it was amazing it was uh I I can still think back to our whatever like our three days in in the hospital room in Chicago and uh and just like being there with our daughter you know in, in that and just not sleeping and You know, and just, I don't know, just laying around in bliss.
0: And we haven't slept since. (laughs) Pretty much. So we were fortunate enough to be able to have a second child. And then we decided to uh, get my tubes tied uh, because he he is, aside from how he looks, Right. They, they look like little replicas of one another, just like little caramel globes of light. Um, but aside from that, there is a fire demon inside of him. He is. I, I mean, again, right. When it comes to purpose, I think that we had him for a reason because he my scheduling and my strategy and my need for structure. No, mm-mm, doesn't exist. And then Alan's lack of patience and Alan's poor memory. Mm-mm, better get a planner.
1: Both of our kids, like from a spiritual standpoint, that we believe, like are here for very particular reasons. You know, whether it be you know the the challenges of getting pregnant and and maintaining a child within you know inside Madeline for Cosette, and then Madeline was on birth control when we. Got impregnated with Lazar. So, like, completely wasn't even in the cards. Like, we weren't trying to have a baby. We were not. And then here he comes. And then now it's forcing each of us to work on all of these things within ourselves, like that we would have never worked on, quite frankly. I mean, unless we were forced to.
0: I'm excited the most about. The the power and the ability to change, right? I look at our kids. I look at I look at my daughter, and she is so to be five. I know that a lot of parents think, my kid's so great. Like, look at no, she she asks me questions that actually make me think. Like they're not the five year old, I'm gonna dismiss it. They're like next level. Like what ancestor is talking to you during that time? So what you know, the, the thought of what she's gonna be able to create. What she's going to be able to harness, um, and for Alan and I, we have been gifted with the ability to, to just change, right? To change, to change what we knew is our past and, and to create, to create a future that is just like, oh wow, you went from that to that, wow.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's like we, Madeline and I have very different philosophies on life when it comes to this, and it's like for me. I, I don't have the mental capacity to look too far in the future to think about what's going to excite me or not excite me. So what excites me right now is, is you know, to know that I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm sitting next to my, my wife, who I love. I am, I have two napping kids and a, and a dog laying beside me and the sun is shining, you know? And it's like, and it's just like, this moment is very, uh, exciting, and, uh, and if I can just stay present within the moment that I know I can pull all of the, the beautiful, you know, components out of each moment and then and chances are my life is going to be just fine. Thanks for listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of Our Love Story, follow us on Spotify and check out other podcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our Love Story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It's created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Our Love Story is produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Ashley Hanna.